Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast, the official podcast of Pineland, broadcasting from an undisclosed location deep inside Pineland, where we discuss faith, family, finances, firearms, and freedom, and everything else in between, with those who believe in living free and living out the values that made this country free. To the Pinelander podcast. My name is Paula Favor. I'm here with my Ranger buddy Mike Blackburn. Today is Friday, February 11th, 2022, and this is episode 10 of the Pinelander podcast. Today, we're excited to have our guest, one of our very own blacksmith uh, publishing authors, Michael Balboa. Uh, he is the author of Break Rank, Make Bank. Uh, and we're happy to have him, Michael. Welcome to the Pinelander. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, Mike, uh, you wrote a book, uh, which is timely. Uh, Absolutely timely. And certainly needed in our community. Uh, break rank, make bank. Um, why don't you tell us a little about the book and why uh, you decided to write write this uh, write this book? Yeah, the book all started uh, because, you know, on a couple deployments, you get a lot of downtime. And I started reading a lot of books, and I was realizing, hey, that there's got to be a better way to make an income besides the low pay that we get in the military. You know, E3, E4 pay doesn't really set you up for a great retirement living on a yacht in Fiji. Um, So I started reading all these (laughs) books, and I came across some ideas about, okay, there's got to be something I could do in addition to my job to make some more money. And that's where I stumbled upon the VA loan and investing in real estate and stuff and decided to combine the two. And over time, I started with the VA loan and grew my portfolio from there, learning all along the way the different things from flips to rental properties to uh, you know single family, multifamily, apartment complexes and stuff. And my friends have been following me on my journey. And you know they saw me gaining some traction and momentum and wanted to learn a little bit. So, you know, text messages turned into emails, turned into phone calls. And I noticed I was saying a lot of the same thing. And uh, I was like, you know, let me just, it'd be sweet and less time if I could just copy and paste these replies. But yeah. I realized, you know what, maybe I could write a book. And yeah. uh, so there it was in Somalia working out twice a day, not much of a mission going on. And I figured, well, not much else to do besides catch a tan. So maybe I'll put pen to paper and make these emails into something bigger that could benefit more people. And that's kind of where uh, the book came from. You know, I'm basically trying to make it a guide. You know, that's why I subtitled it the bulletproof guide on using your military benefits to make real money. Because at the end of the day, you know, we all take up the oath, right. To defend the constitution, fight for our country, spend all that time away from our friends and families and, you know, deserts and places we'd probably rather not be. And, you know, what do we get out of it besides some cool photos and stories, which, don't get me wrong, are great experiences, but financially, what is it doing for you? And that's when I realized some of the small successes that I made, you know, if more people could have that, you know, if I could do it, you know, I come from nothing really. So if I could do it, anyone could do it. And I was just trying to encourage a lot of my friends with this. And, um, 
that's that's where it came from and i hope that it's able to impact a lot of people just to you know get them out of that mindset of trading your hours for dollars trading those nice. years of your youth to just get a pension when you could stay in if you want but you can also make money on the side and now when something comes down the pike that maybe you don't agree with or if you you know got injured and had to lose your job or something you have options because you have multiple streams of income well, Mike, I mean, uh, you, you know, you got a little bit of a different background, too, than Paul and I. I mean, we probably like most people, we came right out of high school and joined the military. Um, you know, you certainly have a more varied background, which I think really helped uh, you a lot as far as writing this book and, and because of the background that you have. And I think you're bringing a lot of that into the community, which is which is awesome, because certainly, I mean, Paul and I couldn't write this book. I mean, you've got some unique uh, unique insights on, on some stuff. Why don't you kind of just you know, fill our oh, viewers yeah. in like, on that. I like to tell everybody, yeah, I was, a, you know, I was the first one in my family to go to college, but I swear I learned more from reading books than I did from those four years in university, even though I got a degree in finance. And I don't know the number I'm at now, but several hundred books I've read. And that's the cool thing about books, right? If anyone has learned and understood something, that means anybody else can because mm. one person did it. And so if you can fill your mind with those things that are productive, it's going to benefit you because, you know, if you want to figure out what to do with your finances to get to financial freedom, there's tons of books through real estate, through business, through all sorts of things. And it's just about taking the initiative to educate yourself on it. Um, I know for me personally, where this really came out of was, you know, I had spent some time working on Wall Street then doing corporate sales for a while. And after I left that to join Special Forces, my pay uh, took quite the significant cut. I think it took like an 80 percent cut in salary. And making that lowly uh, E4 pay, I think it was like two grand a month. And I was like, how do people live on this? Yeah. And, you know, it just generated the the fire within me to be like, I, you know, I'm not going to be a victim to my circumstances. I need to rise above this and figure something out. And that's kind of when I started stumbling upon more books about real estate, learning about the VA loan and just getting into the investing by taking consistent action. And then over time, you know, built up that portfolio and gained a lot of momentum and traction. And I think a lot of the lessons I learned the hard way, you know, I put in this book to hopefully if people read it, they don't have to make the same mistakes and hopefully they can achieve um, the same amount of success in half the time or even less. Hey, so uh, Mike, just for uh, people that are probably slow as I am, how would you just like the layman's uh, take on your book? I mean, uh, you've, you've subtitled it, a bulletproof guide on using your military benefits to, to make real money. Just kind of like, can you just tease out like the, uh, the synopsis of this? Yeah. So basically uh, the book walks you through the entire process from learning what your benefits are right. to learning about real estate and then applying those benefits through knowledge of real estate to invest in purchasing rental properties and getting additional income from that supplemental to what your job is. But wow. I, I think one of the more key things here is uh, the forward that uh, a friend yeah. of mine I made in, you got me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I'm just totally agreeing with you. That forward oh, is yeah. fantastic. So yeah. No, yeah. Uh, a buddy I made when I was in a, on a deployment to East Africa, you yeah. know, he was a like-minded individual. He was training up to hike Mount Kilimanjaro and uh, had a lot of good content. And I think the forward is good for people to read because it, it's what helps you break that rank, you know, breaking the traditional mindset of, hey, I have to do X job or X task for dollars, trading my hours for dollars and, you know, 
creating that mindset shift from limited beliefs and maybe limited understandings to that more of abundance and realizing that, hey, you know, you have strengths and weaknesses and you need to leverage your strengths. You need to uh, cover down on your weaknesses and then eliminate whatever's distracting you from accomplishing whatever it is you set out to accomplish. So I think starting a reader with that in mind kind of opens the gate to be receptive of, okay, hey, you know, like if this guy could do it, you're something special about Mike. He's just a knuckle dragger. I could do it. You know, I'm probably way smarter than Mike is, you know? So uh, I want to encourage people with that to just, you know, realize that the advantage that we have as soldiers is we're all very good at receiving the information and Mm -hmm. executing it to accomplish the task. So if you have a good information source, who better than to execute and action that information to accomplish their mission. And in this case, the mission is financial freedom. Yeah. Hey, Mike, what, one thing I love about your book is uh, you you take the concepts that you already understand in the military and then you're applying them to the financial world. And I think that is uh, a Copernican revolution for a lot of people. And so I, I love the way you take these concepts that uh, most of us don't really consider. And then you're, you're bringing those into a field that a lot of us don't aren't really good at. And so that's a that's a, one of the great strengths that I see in your book. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I hope that, you know, I tried to break it down, you know, just like we teach anything in the Army is, hey, if you yeah. can break it down to its simplest concept and then build upon it, you know, you can crawl, walk while you're reading it and then run off to the races as you're applying that information. And, uh, you know, I believe this, everybody is capable. I mean, you have real estate, VA benefits, you have college GI Bill benefits, you have VA benefits for investing in businesses and let alone the huge network that we have. So the more people are able to expand their mind to see what is possible, the the easier it is, uh, you know, to live the lifestyle that you really want to live. Yeah. And then uh, not only just for our listeners uh, inside the book, it it offers, I mean, it is a trove of information. So like if uh, you were to start with this book, just to get a clue on your finances, number one, and then also buying a home, uh, everything from uh, just tips for how to, what to look out for. And um, I mean, I don't want to do you a disservice, Mike. I mean, there's so much information in this. You could go from start to finish. And that's why I love uh, the icons that you've selected. Uh, it begins with chapter one with a, like a cottage, right? And then this, uh, as you go on uh, in the chapters, it's increasing to like, uh, like a cityscape. And so that's the idea that you have in the book uh, conceptually. Uh, so I think just again, man, I mean, high praise. Yeah, this book, uh, this book does a lot of things. Yeah. And, and one of the things it does is it's, it's a financial education, which we never got in yeah. school. Let's just be honest. I mean, the public school system does not teach finance. Yeah. And this book is just incredible as far as just getting your sort of mind around a topic that you probably don't spend enough time or don't have, don't have enough understanding of. And it, it breaks my heart when you see veterans um, that are struggling. Yeah. They, they spent their entire time um, in, the mil- in the uniform, in military, uh, with low, low wages, have not prepared uh, themselves financially for anything other than just getting out and hopefully somebody having mercy on them and giving them a job. And I think yeah, and that's I, kind of the same thing I saw too. And it's like, you yeah. know, a lot of guys in special operations, we get out, we go contract because the money's lucrative. But at the end of the day, you're spending all of that time away from what's most important in life, right? Your health, 
your relationships, you know, love with other people. And if you can enrich someone's life to give them the opportunity where they don't need to miss out on half of their life just because they're chasing a paycheck, you know, I think my goal is, you know, to hopefully spread that around, that awareness around, and it would do good for the soldiers too, because it's not necessarily telling you to break rank, get out of the military. You know, in fact, I think if you apply these concepts, it'll make you a better soldier because, or airman or whatever branch you're in, because you're applying all of the soft skills that it takes to be successful in this endeavor. And those are going to transfer over to your military service. You're going to become a better leader. You're going to become a better, you know, executioner of whatever the tasks are or planning. You know, it's just, it's very complimentary skill set. Yeah. I mean, you jump out of airplanes, you're a warrior and you're not doing it for the paycheck. You know, you, you don't, you know, and the paycheck's nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you probably enjoy getting it. They need to give you something for your, for your work there. But, you know, what's really nice is, you know, you're serving your country because you just have a love of what you do. And, and that comes with the financial freedom that you've created for yourself. And I think that's just wonderful uh, being able to sort of share that concept with people in uniform. You know, go pursue your dreams, whatever they are. Um, you know, volunteer for whatever you want to do. Go, go be a warrior, whatever. But in, in, in the back of your mind, you're not worried about it because you have financial freedom, um, which gives you choices in life. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so what I also like uh, for our listeners is uh, we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Mike has an entire system and it's called the cash flow commando. Uh, I, I'm calling it a system, but it's really a composite uh, program project system. Mike, just chime in to correct me here. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the brand I'm working on. Yeah. Um, you know, I want the book to get in people's hands to educate them about the real estate stuff and kind of get their mindset in the right place. But then I developed the the cash flow commando um, as a resource. You know, yeah. the website's thecashflowcommando.com, and I'm developing it to where we're going to be teaching courses on not only real estate with whether it's Airbnb or flipping rentals, Mm. but also business ownership and using your benefits to get into businesses and, you know, having a uh, availability for like consulting on, you know, maybe a deal you're going in on and you want a second pair of eyes on. But the main Mm. thing just being bringing a lot of content to people, showing them what other veterans have done post-service or during service as a side hustle or as another income stream and teaching them about benefits that, you know, people walk around don't even know, like a lot of service members, for example, they don't even know that, uh, while you're active duty, um, I believe it's the SCRA um, for the credit cards. Hmm. Credit card companies can only cap you at, I believe it's 6% while you're on active duty. So if there was, you know, outstanding credit card debt that a lot of service members have, if you apply for that, they will back pay you all of that additional interest. And, you know, a lot of times people who live in debt don't even realize that. I've had like five buddies get checks over $2,000 a piece for debt that they've been carrying because they didn't even know this was a benefit available to them. Yeah, so yes. that's uh, the goal. I didn't know this, that either. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm writing this yeah, down. Hey, Mike. Hey, taking some notes now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I like, uh, also I'm just, I'm on your website right now, uh, under the, uh, learn tab. And I like how you have, uh, I'm just scrolling down for the courses. So real estate investing, business ownership. I mean, uh, any of those you want to elaborate on? Yeah, so they're currently, it's a work in progress, right? As a date right now, we don't have it uh, completed. We're doing like the pre-launch and uh, just crossing all the T's and dotting the I's on this. But essentially, the real estate one will have two tracks. We'll be Mm -hmm. teaching guys using your VA loan to 
buy a property to Airbnb because nice. if you think about the returns you get from using your VA loan, right, you can use it for a single family up to a four unit home. And in some of these duty stations people are in, like uh, Destin, Florida, down there, 7th Group, Eglin Air Force Base, for example, that's also a tourist destination. Or the guys over at Fort Campbell down near Nashville. I mean, people want to travel there. You have this advantage to get into a home for next to no money down. I mean, if it's your first VA loan, you could buy up to whatever amount you can qualify for, depending on your financial situation and your wages. But uh you know, for example, the first home I bought was $320,000 and I put $600 out of pocket, you know, wow. and that house was making me 1800 bucks a month net in my pocket. Wow. So with Airbnb, those returns are even more extreme. If you bought the same type of deal down in Destin, Florida, you know, you might be grossing 5,000 a month. And then, you know, you might be netting around 2,500 to 3,000 a month since it's such a highly trafficked area. And you've got wow. those returns from basically no money down so to me it's it's almost like a no-brainer there should be more of these veterans getting in there and getting these homes and setting themselves up because you know if you're a sergeant in the army you're e5 military i mean making an extra forty thousand dollars a year that's doubling your salary (laughs) just with one property be the richest e5 in your unit (laughs) exactly bring the donuts in for everybody every week (laughs) i mean that's really uh you know the, the concept in the book uh you can go from the peasantry you know up to you know, the nobility, right? As a if if the mafia. Yeah, what's what's nice? What's nice is you know it's, it's not it's not uh, so volatile like cryptocurrency or all these uh, other little gimmicks that people think they're yeah. going to become rich. At. I mean, you're, you're you're talking about real estate. You yeah. know, it's you know land's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, precious it's, metals are precious metals. Whatever. I mean, it's you know these are real forms of, of wealth. Yes, real forms well, that, of and wealth. That, and that's the hidden wealth generator with the real estate that a lot of people don't even consider because when you buy a home and you rent it out, yeah, you should be making cash flow on it each month, which will be nice to reinvest to more deals. But at the same time, your tenants are paying down your mortgage. So mm-hmm. as your mortgage is being paid down and as the market appreciates, you know, you're making money essentially out of nothing. Like that first deal I bought, that duplex, you know, I maximized the value. The, the home was listed for sale for 315 And because I wrapped in my VA funding fees, it came out to be my loan was for 320000 So I actually owed more on the house than what it was worth. But it was fine because I had planned out my strategy and the cash flow and I knew it would be all right. And I had planned to hold that house for 20 years. But as I kept my finger on the pulse, I saw that it appraised in value $100,000 over what I owed on it. I was like, oh, well, this is unexpected. It's time for me to cash out and the time value money being what it is. Let me apply that towards more investments in the here and now to just kind of accumulate more and more. And a lot of people don't realize it, but I mean, in just a couple of years, depending on where your market is, that could be even more so like the Denver market, you know, blows up like crazy. But not only in addition to that equity, that's what we call equity in the home, the equity appreciation you know, you're saving money on taxes because you're able to write off a lot of the expenses. You're able to refinance that home once you have that equity, get access to that cash, invest it in something else. Um, and then it just appreciates over time. So if you sat on it, it pays itself off. Now you have several hundred thousand dollars probably that you wouldn't have had otherwise if you didn't put this initial very minimal contribution towards your you know, retirement essentially. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. I just heard today some lady was talking about 
a friend of hers renting a one-bedroom, 700-square-foot apartment uh, in the Las Vegas area uh, for, I mean, some crazy amount. It was like $1,700 a month. And I was just like, you got to be kidding. But real estate prices have really gone out the roof, haven't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy right now. It's It's really hard for people to get homes and that is one of the downsides with the VA loan. It typically takes around, you know, the greater side of 30 days to 45 days to close on a loan. So if you're looking at a seller who wants quick money, this isn't the way to go about it. And the VA loan also has some, uh, some hurdles with their minimum property requirements. Like basically the house has to be just very close to turnkey for you to move in. You can't have all kinds of crazy uh, repairs that need to be made and any safety stuff. So it's, one of the disadvantages to it, but you know, in the seller's eyes, that money's just as green as anyone else's money. So if you can get something under contract, typically you won't have a problem. But in this market right now, I mean, people are paying thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars over asking, and your mileage can only get you so far with a VA loan because it's tied to what the appraisal is. Hey, Mike, just uh, uh, just for those like me that may not understand what a VA loan is, could you just kind of elaborate a little bit? I mean, there's just something we throw around, but just sure, like, what yeah. is so, it? Yeah. Uh, service members, if you've had uh, some active duty time, you're eligible to receive a loan that is backed by the Veteran Affairs. So banks like this project, uh, this product because the VA is essentially guaranteeing a portion of the loan. I believe it I believe it comes out to around 25% alone is what they, they guarantee. But you have a certain eligibility amount that you get. And each purchase you make draws from that eligibility amount. It's a whole mathematical formula. But essentially, you can use this loan to buy multiple houses. But the intent is it has to be an owner-occupy for approximately a year. So my, my, my biggest uh, – what I, what I see as the biggest advantage of this loan is buying a multifamily, like a three-year or four-unit the max of what the loan lets you do and you live in one of those units and you rent out the other three and this is going to get your feet wet being a landlord seeing if this is something that you want to pursue or you realize you hate dealing with privates and outside of work um and then after that time frame you know you can move out and rent out the whole thing so essentially you get yourself this big cash machine for next to no money out of your own pocket um, they also have other loans that are advantageous to military members through uh, Navy Federal. Navy Fed offers similar structured loan product. It's called the Home Buyer's Choice product. And uh, that's only to be used for a single family loan. So you can get into just a you know regular single family house with next to no money down, but they're a lot more lenient on the guidelines of how the home looks. Like you could buy something that's totally trash and fix it up and flip it, make a good, a good profit on it um, if you hold it you know, for close to a year. Um, just to kind of protect yourself from any any of those gray areas. But those with, between those two loans, what I recommend to everyone is, you know, start with your VA loan, get that three right. or four family, and then the following year, use your Navy Fed loan to get you a single family. And once those are both completely rented out, you should be looking at fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred bucks a month in your pocket, right? Net cash flow just from those two things. And then it's up to you to decide to keep pushing the pedal to the metal and staying consistent. Mm-hmm with how you uh, want to continue your portfolio. I remember when I was, uh, you know, a staff sergeant, sergeant first class, uh, every now and then I'd have to go, you know, check on my guys. And, uh, you know, you see the E3 or the E4 with the wife and a couple of kids and uh, just struggling. 
I mean, they were, they were on post housing, still struggling. Uh, do you have any, like, uh, just awesome stories of how your system has kind of turned, you know, families like this around and really set them on, on a great, on a much better, more secure path? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a couple examples where it was a husband and wife, and, you know, believe it or not, I think if you have dependents and you're like a, I don't know if it's E5 or E4, but one of those two, E4 and below, and you have dependents, you, you qualify for food stamps, you know, based on the Army salary. Like, it's no joke. There's units out there that put out the information that, hey, you know, you don't make above whatever the limit is, so you're eligible for this. And, hey, why not? I mean, if you're not getting paid, why not take advantage of that resource? But, yeah, I, I've seen it. I mean, countless examples. Husband and wife, you know, had two kids and started learning about real estate and then realizing what their VA benefits were. And they just very simply bought a duplex, you know, so they lived in one side, rented out the other, and they, they no longer had a mortgage payment because that other side was covering their mortgage and maybe a couple hundred bucks at most over the mortgage. But then once they moved out and bought their next home, you know, now they're bringing in an extra, I think they're bringing in an extra like $700 a month. And, you know, they just kept that momentum going. And then over a couple of years, I think they got up to like five properties uh, last I heard, but totally changed the trajectory, their financial situation and the stress level. Cause I mean, you know, I'm a single guy, but I couldn't imagine being married with kids. And now you got this big financial burden over your head in addition to your job, you know, and then your relationships and your kids. So it's, it could be quite the quagmire. So whatever I could do to help somebody alleviate that, you know, that's, that's the goal of this. Yeah, Mike, this is, uh, I mean, for people like me, uh, you know, I don't, I've never been really good with the, uh, uh, balance in the checkbook. And that's, uh, that's why your wife does it. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and for so many years I would live paycheck to paycheck. And so how many guys out there are really doing that? And they're just not, they don't have a budget per se, and they're not really planning for the long run. And then they just, you know, the 20 years in the army is a revolving door and they get out and they go, Oh my God, what am I going to do with my life? Uh, there's so many yeah, guys that's like one that. Of things that just, it just irks the crap out of me is seeing these young guys get yeah. bonuses and you run to the nearest car dealership and hop in a brand new Mustang. <laughs> and it's like, Man, if you only realized what that 40 or 20 or 80 grand or whatever it was could have yeah. done for you to set you up, you know, but <sighs> a lot of people don't hear it. So if you never, if Where's you don't have to learn something, you can't act on it. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you just, you just brought up something that I'm, I'm always, I mean, we've all seen it, you know, it's always land over brand and you know, these guys are, they drive around in the hot rods and, and who, who doesn't like a nice car? I mean, I got friends rolling up in trucks. And I'm just, I'm envious. Okay. But when you find out how much they paid for it, I'm not envious anymore yeah. Yeah. because that thing just goes down, down, down in value. As soon as you drive that thing off the lot, man, you couldn't get, you couldn't get what you paid for it. Yeah. And they'll live in some shanty. And it's just like, you know, your, your focus is completely wrong. I mean, but you know, drive a hoopty. And, and, and buy a house, you know, I mean, that's just the way to go. That's just, that's finance 101, right? Absolutely. You know, you got to be willing to sacrifice in the short term to experience, you know, a great lifestyle in the long term. You know, I think uh, back when I was in college, there was a financial advisor, Edward Jones, and I was, you know, I was the first one in my family to go to college and I was trying to learn everything I could about making money and becoming successful. So, you know, I just march into business offices and try to talk to people and learn from them. And, uh, the one advisor I was talking to, I opened up a Roth IRA with him and I was asking him about being a financial advisor, 
what advice he has for me and what it's like in that job. And he told me something I thought was pretty good and it stuck with me ever since. And he said, in this job, you got to be willing to live like no one else wants to for the first three years so you can live like no one else can for the rest of your life. And I was like, wow, man, that's pretty deep. You know, yeah. for example, with the real estate stuff, it's like, hey, you start making that money from your cash flow. Well, as you're starting out and you're building your portfolio, don't get tempted to go buy whatever your guilty pleasure is. Mm. Put that stuff away until you've reached that point, that buffer, that financial security, that freedom level to where now you can finance a brand new truck and you have cash flowing from the properties to pay the note, you know, because now you're going to have the less stress from the financial burdens and you're going to have a much nicer truck because you're making way more money. Yeah. It's a state, it's a state of mind. It's a state of mind. I mean, when, when you, when you have financial freedom and you're not worried about where that dollar is coming from, I mean, the life is totally different. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the big things I geek out on because, you know, I'm really interested in behavioral psychology and reading about mindset and all that kind of, and finance. So it all ties together for me. And, you know, one of the things people often overlook is, your relationship with money is programmed in you from what you saw growing up. I think, uh, I forget who it was, but they said that, you know, in the first seven years of a child's life, they are basically just downloading everything. They don't have the, the conscious power, right. To like form their own opinions and thoughts on things and generate new, like strong ideas, right. It's mostly the subconscious seeing how mom and dad interact and what goes on with different responses and stimulus, but that kind of sets the software that you operate on for the rest of your life, unless you take the initiative to challenge it and to change it. And I think, you know, one of the big things you see in our culture is with all the social media, with TV, with advertising, they're trying to show, they're trying to dumb you down and show you, Hey, this is what's important in life. The clothes you wear, the cars you drive, the money you spend on going out and stuff. But the people that have that a lot of times are not fulfilled and they're, maybe even in debt up to their eyeballs. So Mm -hmm. if you can take that shift and be more impressed by, oh, you know what's really cool? Spending money on books and learning or going to a course or educate myself through whatever the means and then applying those principles and then watching your bank account grow. I think that is enough of a game changer for most people that they're able to change their trajectory and pounce on the momentum to keep things going. Yeah, who doesn't want to be financially independent? I mean, exactly. Well, what do you think, what's going on now with the economy and everything? I mean, obviously, uh, I think the day a report came out or, you know, something about 7.5% inflation uh, year over year. Um, what, what, do you, what do you see the future holding and why is this really important to kind of get involved and get your financial life in order now? Oh, yeah. So, you know, disclaimer, I'm no economist by any means. And, you know, there's pretty hot debates right now between whether this is, somewhat uh, artificial inflation due to the pandemic and all of the logistic issues that we've had and that over time it's going to normalize out or people think that you know it is actually extreme inflation and it's only going to get worse and you know you better stock up in your bug out shelter Um, Mm -hmm. but the thing that's nice about the real estate as opposed to whatever other investing uh, vehicle you want to use is it's actually a hard asset so regardless of what inflation does, you're going to have that piece of property valued at whatever it's valued at and with the amount of equity that you have in it. For example, if all of your retirement savings is in a 401k or a Roth IRA or some kind of stock aggregation, whether it's ETFs or whatever it may be, 
and the news of the pandemic hits like it did last year and everything comes crashing down and you were planning on retiring at that date but now your your retirement has dropped 20 30 percent of its value and you can't afford to live off that because at the end of the day you know people always teach you get a Roth IRA invest in it for 40 years you'll have a million dollars in it and then you take a four percent withdrawal rate because they think the market average would be 8%. So you live on $40,000 a year and it just kind of self-sustains because you're not overdrawing from what uh, the market performance is. Well, you say for 40 years to make 40 grand a year, whereas with the real estate you know, or business ownership, you could replicate those numbers in two to three years. You know, And now that frees you up to pursue whatever the passions are and put money where you want to put your money. But uh, yeah, right now with the, the current economy, I, I think there's no better time to buy real estate because the prices may be inflated, inflated but if it's still cash flows, it's only going to continue to cash flow. If you're buying deals that don't make any sense, well, then that's just bad business. But this is something that's always going to be around. People are always going to need a place to live and populations are only growing. So whether it's land or homes or businesses, I mean, I think that's where people need to be looking at right now for protection because you're in control at the end of the day with those retirement accounts and stocks, you know, chairmen and CEOs are in charge and you have no input whatsoever into whatever Ford or Walmart or Pfizer is doing with their decisions. And again, that's the piece that I like about this is you have more control and that gives you more options because you know, at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't have any health insurance and they get cancer or something, where are they going to get the money from? But if you have a couple homes with equity, you could sell it all and afford all these medical bills. Yeah. And if, and if, if you're one of these people that says, you know, we're, times are probably going to get a little tougher before they get better. Uh, hard assets usually do pretty good during times like, like this, don't they, Mike? Yeah. I mean, especially if you own property before the pandemic, um, all of the values have gone up significantly and people are becoming millionaires, you know, net worth millionaires left and right, just because their home value went up a hundred, 200, 300,000, just because everyone was moving out of New York or California and coming to another, coming to their town and there's not enough demand or there's not enough supply. So the demand's increasing, thus inflating the prices of the homes and construction's been at a lull. So really, I mean, it's a great time to be a property owner. That's, that's that's solid advice. Let's talk about your military career a little bit, Mike. I mean, that's what's sure. kind of I, I find that kind of curious. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you're a you know real estate tycoon, but for some reason <laughs> you're running around in a in a pair of multi cams. So, uh, what, what, what what do you got going on lately? Yeah, so uh, now I'm in the uh, I'm in Special Forces National Guard. So I guess I basically get to pay cowboys and Indians on the weekends and <laughs> do whatever my own interest is during the week. Um, but yeah, I'm out here in Colorado, and uh, I'm actually doing some mortar training this week. Uh, that's what I was doing today before this call. <laughs> but it's good, I, and I like it because you still get to scratch the itch of jumping out of the airplane, shooting all the cool guns, being with the team guys. But you're not bound to, hey, you know, it's a four-day weekend, and we need you to pull security on a connex full of weapons that's already locked inside of a locked compound, inside of a locked base. You know, like. Those things I just don't have the patience for anymore. So uh, being in the, in the guard kind of gives me the flexibility to yeah. somewhat pick and choose the experiences I get and still, you know, uh, contribute my service. Absolutely. Some of the most highly specialized uh, professionals that I've ever had the privilege of working with are in the uh, 
Special Forces, National Guard. I mean, they just have uh, tons of qualifications. And, uh, I mean, you have 12 guys on a team, and then they have these others, uh, these other specifications that they bring with them. So it's like, it's like three teams. Yeah, it was it's really just... amazing. Uh, when I went through the, uh, I'm, a, I'm a weapons sergeant. When I was going through the weapons course, I made a friend, and he was on Forbes 30 under 30 before yeah. he became Green Beret. You know, it's just crazy. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, and then that's also part of your story is you went uh, from, you were on Wall Street. Okay. So you've seen guys hustling, bustling, sweating, and, you know, gripping and doing everything they have to do to, to make ends meet. And you were there in the pit, right? Yeah. You know, I wasn't exactly in the pit. I was what they call a back office, but okay. you still see it. And the thing that blew my mind is you see people making 200, $300,000, $400,000 a year, and wow. they're still living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's true. You made that's a good point. It's 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 really not it's really not what you make. It's what you do with what you make. Exactly. And how little and how little you spend. When I saw some of the uh, some of my supervisors or like the VPs talking about how they're stressing about money, and I was like, I can see what you make. You make like three hundred fifty thousand a year. (laughs) How is this an issue? (laughs) Hey, Mike, was that like the uh, the nucleus, or, or was that the beginning of this idea you had? To, to kind of branch out and be this guy that kind of uh, like a Robin Hood guy to kind of give people a clue. Was that yeah, you know, I when mean, you first got that? Yeah. I don't know if it was from there. I mean, I was, when I was working, it was like, I was taking a bus from New Jersey to get on the subway to walk like 10 blocks and between the commute and the job, it was like hundred hour work weeks. So wow. I quickly <laughs> pivoted. I was like, you know, I was looking in the office and I saw that uh, the sales guys were never in their office. And I was like, where are these guys? So one day I came across the, one of the sales reps and I was like, Hey, like, how come you're never in the office? He's like, Oh, I'm out closing deals. Like that's how I make money. And I was like, Oh, you mean you're not a monkey on this computer? Like <laughs> the only light of day you see is when you go out for your lunch from a food truck. And he's like, no man, this is the life you want to live. So I quickly uh, reassessed what I like doing and pivoted to sales. But through all of those learning experiences, it kind of packaged together, um, I don't know, just kind of like the outlook I had on money and uh, the, the mindset. So as I realized in the military, a lot of people didn't think the way I thought. I was like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not a total weirdo. I mean, I'm a little bit of a weird guy, but I can't be the only one. But then once they started learning some of the stuff that I knew, like the, it caught on like wildfire and everyone started getting passionate about it. So then I realized, oh, you know, it's just like an unmet need. Like a lot of people just aren't learning this. And if you give them the education, yeah. like they'll take off and who knows what they're capable of. I mean, it's, you know, well, I the think American military, the best there is. It's a man yeah. of fish. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's, I think it's awesome that you've introduced, you know, the world of finance into yeah. into the, uh, the uniformed military. But I, you know, how about the reverse aspects of that? I mean, what what uh, what benefits from the military have you brought to your sort of other life that that you think yeah, is really so giving I you an advantage? Yeah, so I want to say, yeah, the biggest thing that helped me was uh, SOPs, the standard operating procedures. Mm. You know, just because of the way my career was, as I was getting into real estate, um, I was buying properties near where my family lives, and you know, I wasn't able to be there all the time because I'd be, you know, eight nine hours ahead forward deployed somewhere and I could that I couldn't be relied upon to come and fix a toilet or handle an issue with the tenant. So to effectively manage these properties, 
uh, I created SOPs that I would give to my dad and I'd give my tenants, my dad's phone number. And I was like, Hey, you know, we're periods in the, in the Q course when you're away for six weeks with no phone. Yeah. I'd be like, Hey, here's kind of like my mindset and how I operate. And then here's a binder that should answer 95% of whatever issues come up. So in my absence, rely on that and then use, <laughs> use your intuition to make best judgment. And then I realized that's how people invest uh, long distance. So, you know, you could be in North Carolina buying properties in California and just apply the same methods with your SOPs. And if you find, you know, you're not bound to your geographic region to find good deals. Once you figure out, you know, like SF teaches you how to develop a network and leverage your network. You know, you got to get in, meet people, always ask who they know that could you that you could be introduced to. And, you know, that's how I get everybody to uh, like contractors or anybody that needs to repair in my properties. I always ask whoever comes over, hey, you know, any anyone else that does anything related to whatever cleaning, roofing, whatever it may be. And then you just keep building out that network. Um, and then, of course, leadership probably the biggest one for training the tenants, just like you got to train new privates to your squad. You train your tenants um, because if you don't, they're going to walk all over you, pay you late. And now you're going to have all kinds of issues. So it's, it's been definitely a, uh, uh, what can I say? It's been, a, it's been a good transition from military skills to the real estate and the business stuff. Yeah. I think the SOP thing is like, I mean, that's, that's kind of interesting. I mean, uh, I don't think the civilian, uh, community is really kind of used to that where you just have, you've sort of codified what works and uh, you can export it wherever, you know, wherever the property's at or whatever you're doing. Yeah. And that, and that's what makes bigger businesses successful. Like any large corporation you go work for, they're going to have SOPs, but it's really the smaller stuff, smaller businesses and individuals that don't implement those things in their lives. Um, another good one is, you know, like a five paragraph op order. That's a business plan. You know, so if you're trying to figure out how to get financing from a bank and you don't know anything else, I mean, literally whip out your ranger handbook, apply those principles to whatever your business may be. And that's going to get you much further than what you would have had otherwise. <laughs> that's awesome. Five, <laughs> the five paragraph op has now become nice. the business, the business plan. Yeah. That's, that's true, though. I mean, if I'm thinking about the op border, I mean, that's that's true. I mean, it's, it's can pretty much apply to anything. I would just hope they yeah. would use the uh, small unit tactics handbook. Instead of the Ranger handbook, yeah. That, <laughs> uh, yeah. that, Ranger, that Ranger handbook's kind of outdated, guys. You know, uh, I used that <laughs> handbook on a deployment to Niger, and we were training the guys, and we did a K-shaped ambush. Nice. And nobody had heard about what that was. <laughs> like, and I was what? like, well, it's in this book, so it works. And they're like, what book are you talking about? So I showed everyone your uh, small unit tactics book and they're like, wow, this is great. You should leave this behind for the next team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It could go to Amazon and order it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, what, what, what do you got in the future, Mike? I mean, what's, uh, what's the horizon for Mike Balboa? Where do you see yourself yeah, I've got going? got a lot of irons in the fire right now. Yeah. Actually I'm under contract to, uh, buy a business, uh, in North Carolina. So, Wow. We are less than 90 days away from closing. Uh, hopefully it works out. We'll see. It could be a good opportunity. But, um, yeah, so if that's the case, I'll be moving back to North Carolina. And then, you know, I'd like to make a sequel to the book, teaching guys about, you know, all the lessons with business ownership. So you have the book on real estate and then the book on using your military benefits for uh, business acquisition and business ownership. And just I think it's a great thing that everyone in the military 
learns leadership. They go through so many different experiences that could make them a great entrepreneur or a great manager of a business. And just given the opportunity, they would excel at it. Mm. And I think that's what's missing is a lot of people finding the connection for the opportunity or having the mindset to find the opportunity. So that's one of my goals uh, down the road is to start making you know, some successful real estate investors and some successful uh, business owners from veterans. Well, I'm looking at your property management book here, and uh, I can I can tell you that at least in this community where I'm at, uh, there's probably a bunch of property managers that probably need to read that thing because finding a good property manager, at least um, here here and where we're at, uh, can be pretty challenging. Yeah, and you also got to manage the property manager. It's not one of those things where you can just hire them and forget about it. I mean, that's that's where I, I wrote that uh, supplemental of the book. I wrote that SOPs for property management because I had hired one. It's actually kind of a funny story. That first property I bought, that duplex, I was managing it on my own. And then um, you know, I had to go to, uh, I forget where I went, Afghanistan or Africa. And the, man, the buddy <laughs> I lined up to manage it uh, ended up going to jail. So no. halfway through the deployment, <laughs> I was like kind of, you know, at a loss of who's going to, I have nobody to vet. Like, I don't even know who to call. So <laughs> I blindly hired a property management company and they raked me over the coals. It was such a bad experience. I mean, for example, they tried, the house never had any issues. And within the first two months of them taking over, like it got broken into four times. And I was like, I I don't think that's possible. And each time, you know, it was a new door. And I was like, come on, man, this can't be. <laughs> but they knew I was away and I had no way of checking up on it. So, yeah, that was a real, uh, real sticking point for me. <laughs> a real sword, my sword, my side. <laughs> yeah. And, it, uh, and I've been um, I mean, I've been I've actually owned houses, a few of them before I sold it. But uh, just being a landlord, that's what I loved about one of the things I loved about your book is you know, you, you bring those lessons learned out of that, you know, like, Hey, these are some things you can't forget, man. Are you going to get raked across the coals? You're going to have oh, some yeah. really bad experiences. So, I mean, you, you're, you're, uh, all of that is, is, uh, getting fleshed out in the book. Yeah. Just trying to hey, save them the pain and the heartache, pass the savings on to them. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I noticed, uh, I mean, there's basically you've you've kind of widening the aperture uh, when you go on to, uh, go on the cash flow commando website. Uh, where else are you going to be going besides? Uh, I mean, kind of what you have right now. Is there anything else that that you're working on, and you know, other irons in the fire that you haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, I've always got I've always got a lot going yeah. on. Yeah, you know, between the military career, the real estate stuff, now this business acquisition. I mean, this cash flow commando thing is a business in and of itself. So those yeah. courses, newsletter, and consulting and stuff, you know, that's a that's a whole nother thing. But uh, no, I I think uh, I think that pretty much taps me out for a lot of it. Uh, sure, I'm probably forgetting something, but <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's where a lot of my attention goes these days now. Oh, uh, yeah. I was asking, uh, I was, I was talking to Mike the other day. I can't remember the first time that, uh, that we met. I mean, it was in the, it was in the Q course. I can't remember where. Yeah. When I was going through the Q course, I was talking to one of my buddies that was ahead of me in the pipeline. And I don't know how the conversation came up, but he mentioned that there was some former Delta force preacher that was hanging out at SUT. And I was like, Oh well, man, man, that'd be, that'd be cool to hear from that guy. <laughs> He's like, who yeah, can't, you, he, he, can't he make sense of his finances. 
He's like, yeah, I think he runs some church down here. So then I, I forget, I think I researched online because he didn't know the name. So yeah. blind leading the blind. I think I was looking it up and then I came across, it used to be called, uh, what was it? Bonnie Dune yeah. church. Yep. Yeah. Bonnie Dune. And then, uh, I think I went there and then started going to Bible study and stuff. And yeah, and then like a hundred trips okay, later, I, I was just hoping yeah. <laughs> I was I was just hoping that you were one of his students uh, when he was an SGT instructor because it's always fun listening to these you know the the Paul the stories. stories. Yeah. yeah, they're all lies. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, it's funny because I'll tell friends you know um, that are going through Sage, they'll be describing somebody that's like role playing as a preacher, and I'm like, oh really? That guy's actually <laughs> preaching in real life. That's funny. <laughs> No man, it's a it's a privilege to know you, Mike, and uh, for you to be to be a part of our team. And uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're definitely a guy uh, who follows the uh, the motto "Who dares wins." Uh, I mean, I think you apply uh, everything you've learned in the special forces, and your uh, the army is is giving you all those tools, and you're just applying that trade uh, you know, the to to the world. <laughs> and so I think, uh, yeah, you definitely have a lot to offer. Uh, not only in the book, but I mean, just anybody that's going to be around you long enough is just going to soak up all that uh, distilled knowledge, and uh, they can well, you yeah, know, better themselves. That. Yeah, yeah, I think it's you know it's all just a it's just a blessing from God. You know, I think that Amen. people understand what their gifts are, and you yeah. try to maximize them. I mean, the blessings just come as long as you know you open up that mindset and you realize, hey, here's. Living in obedience, blessings come with it. So I think that's been yeah. instrumental to my success. I mean, I think, honestly, it all started for me. A little funny sidebar story was when I was graduating high school, my grandparents uh, gave me a card. And no, I'm sorry. That's ahead of the story. So I had gotten some money from a job I did or something like that. I think I was plowing uh, uh, driveways in the wintertime or something like that. And I had heard a message about tithing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to give everything I made from that plow and see what happens. And not like, oh, let's see how much money I make back, but just see like how my heart feels. And, uh, you know, I gave the whole mountain church that Sunday. Then a couple of Sundays later, I had graduated high school and my grandparents, you know, they don't have much means. And they gave me a card and I just, you know, looked at it, t- kissed them, thanked them. And then later on in the day, I was counting all the different cards I got. And the amount they gave me was more than all the money I made from plowing. And it was wow. like totally out of character. And I was like, you know, Praise I think God. this might be connected here. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I realized, here. hey, you can't have God. So <laughs> That's right. You give cheerfully, right? And you live in obedience. I That's a great principle, Mike. Pour down on you. You can't outgive God. That's awesome, man. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I know that uh, you know they, those who honor the Lord, the Lord honors. And uh, so I know the Lord is blessing your everything. Is blessing the work of your hands. So, and you're definitely using the talents that you have. Uh, I just, I, I love that uh, everything you're doing, I love the book and I think it's going to help. I know it's helped me just reading it. And then uh, hopefully a lot of uh, veterans to just stop living paycheck to paycheck, read the book, you know, get smart. And then actually, uh, like you said, uh, stop limiting yourself and then leveraging a lot of your benefits that you already have and then uh, think longer term, you know, don't just think, you know, f- work for the weekend as the song goes, you know, think further afield. And so uh, I think your book actually will help people think outside the box. And, uh, and so, yeah, fantastic book. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you. 
And then even not only that, but uh, guys, if you're just, uh, you haven't got turned on to this yet, is the Cashflow Commando. Go to the cashflowcommando.com. Uh, there is a wealth of information on there. Uh, I mean, just getting started in business, just figuring out what you want to do with, uh, you know, flipping homes, real estate. Uh, I mean, any, anything and everything you can think of, just uh, just kind of using, making your money work for you. I would hit that. Obviously, buy the book, uh, Break, Rank, Make Bank. Fantastic. And then uh, also be looking for this guy as he tra- uh, his trajectory is just going to go up and out when you start hearing this name, Michael Balboa. Hey, Michael, thanks for coming on the Pinelander podcast. It's always a pleasure. Uh, and I know that you will do well in all yep. that you do. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, man. Hey, thanks, guys. It was great. Yeah, man. God bless you, brother. You too.